Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? We welcome you into the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Coe here with you, joined alongside by your usual cast of characters. We got West Virginia's finest. We got the wide receiver prognosticator. We got Matt Harmon. What's up? Hey, man. How you doing, pal? I'm, I'm good. How about you? <laughs> I'm good. We're back in the big studio here. so uh, Yeah, it's nice. It's, it's always nice. nice to be back in the studio. Right. Um, I've got the... Headset with the freaking mic that like just wants to fall on falls you. down yeah, okay. like from your mouth to your like chin here. It's very use this one. Just do a mid mid game switch. Can I here. do that? Absolutely. You can do it. All right, <laughs> I'm doing it. We're doing yeah. it. Hold hold hold, audience. Okay. I'll be back. No, wh- while you do that, I'll introduce the whiz kid from Wisconsin, Alex Gilhar. What's going on, just man? Just making power moves over here, suggesting he changes exactly, mics. Exactly. You, know? you know. Oh. Please. What would happen to this show? If I wasn't here? <laughs> power power moves are your thing. You are the overlord. That's oh, back. Wow. I'm back on the other mic. Oh, good. Perfect. They okay. tried to silence me, but it's like you I never left. Be, okay. I will not be silent. Uh, add a baby. There you go. We have the franchise, Matt Franciscovich here as well. What's up, man? I am currently in the uh, <laughs> second stage of grief, which is anger. <laughs> really? So yes. you're so you're constantly in the second stage of. Grief, I was gonna though. say it's hard to tell the difference. It's yeah. not a lie, right? Okay. That's no. <laughs> but uh, there's there's an actual reason yes. today. What's yes. the first stage? Because uh, what is the first stage? denial. Denial. Yeah. No, I'm past that. Mi- yeah, I think you're mixing up your steps. Okay. I'm uh, I'm looking online right now. Are you? <laughs> wow. That's, I'm that's looking li- at the words. Went, that that is literally missed. in your face. Yeah. Denial, anger, bargain, bargaining, yeah. depression, and acceptance. I'm kind of excited for you to get to the bargaining phase. I don't know what I'll be bargaining for. Yeah, oh, that'll I, be franchise at like delirious on Thursday at like 4:30 before he leaves for the week and is like on the playoff calculator like. Guys, they can still get a first round buy. <laughs> it's actually if all this happens. And in, in, if you look at it, in some ways, it wasn't. The, it was not a bad loss for them. It actually, it, you could say it helps. And then he'll call us on Saturday, you know, in mid depression. I'm tilting. Yeah. Oh boy, this Ooh. is great. This is absolutely great. It was a rough. It was a rough Sunday. Uh, we are, of course, talking about Pittsburgh's loss. Yes. To the New we England are. Patriots. Yes. Uh, with Steelers super fan here. Matt franchise. We have producer Chris in the building. What's up? Good morning, guys. Hey, we can like... hear your voice today. Hey, I know. It's not like Thursday. I know. Um, that was awkward. 
Yeah, I feel like I'm getting sick, man. It's like everybody around us oh, is sick. 100%. You know? It's yeah. Like, well, uh, this is your first season here, and this place is a Petri dish. It is. For, it is. Like, it is indeed. All sorts of diseases. I'm it shocked it's happening now. I'm shocked it didn't happen a month ago. But All right, so here we go. we got a great show in front of us here today. Uh, we shall talk about some of the notable games from the weekend. We'll talk about your top performers. Man, Cam Newton came up big. Talk about his performance there. And then it was just at wide receiver. Why do we do this? Why do we even analyze fantasy when you take a look at your top performers at the wide receiver position? Just out of nowhere, dudes like Keelan Cole, Tavares King, some character named Jaden Mickens had two touchdowns. What? I don't understand. We'll talk about Todd Gurley's big game. Talk about some of the disappointments. What in the hell happened in Seattle, bro? Mm. Um, just craziness there. We'll talk about uh, Devin Funches now that Greg Olson is back. Do we have concerns for those folks who are in their championship rounds? Is Devin Funches taking a step back with Greg Olson back in the fold for Carolina? We'll get to most damn games as well. And, of course, we'll close out your show with a round of daily daps. But let's start your show as we always do. With your top fantasy headlines. News. News, news, news. News, news. news. I like turtles. All right, let's talk in Pittsburgh. Antonio Brown. We should, quick aside, we should figure out a new drop for that. <laughs> yeah, we've got to do something. We have to figure something out in week 16? The, the bit, there's going to be news in the offseason. Uh, yeah, That's how mean, this organization works. All right. But, like, whether it's just we'll some figure. sort of sound, some sort of chime, but... Our enthusiasm for the bit of just saying news has, has dropped considerably. Significantly. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't contributed one single time. I haven't. I got. I got to be honest with you guys and with the listeners. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't contributed to the that or the. Oh, we've noticed. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I just wanted to come out. Trust me. And say it. We've got a running tally of how many times you've not contributed. Yes. Well, it's all. Of them. <laughs> I think we should probably. We it's should neck probably and neck with how many times you've dapped yourself. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it's very, right very high numbers. It doesn't make any sense. It's it's high numbers, right? And we looked at him. We looked, at, him. We looked okay, right, so anyways, right at the numbers. Sorry, let's get back to the news now. All right, news. Antonio, Antonio Brown, uh, partially torn calf muscle. Calf. Oh man, out for the rest of the regular season. The team is hopeful to have him back for the postseason. I mean. This is terrible news if you drafted Antonio Brown in the first round of your fantasy draft. He's been such a beast the last He's been an MVP. Whole year. No, no, he's been the MVP. And uh, then I he think gets, he's your fantasy MVP. And he gets the Texans, the Steelers have the Texans, who's like one of the worst secondaries in right. the league in right. week sixteen. They're about to like, get lit up. Oh yeah, fire Antonio Brown up. I mean, every Jag went this off. Is devastating. Against Houston. I yeah. mean Rando guys. Yes. Jaden McKeelan Cole. Uh, what was Antonio Brown about to do to Houston? I mean, he was about to just straight, light him up, destroy him. Probably yeah. like 75 yards at a touchdown because they would have been up 28 to nothing right. into the second quarter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's really – it sucks, man. And if you started him yesterday, he went out in the first quarter, so you only got you know two or three points out of him. I'm in a championship of a 14-team league somehow, some way. And, again, keep in mind it's 14 teams. Somehow, some way, I am in the championship game now um, with Antonio Brown getting hurt. I had uh, Odell Beckham in this league as well. Mm. Lost him. I had Jarek Mc or not Jarek McKinnon. Um, the the guy Jarek McKinnon replaced. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Oh my God, that seems like ages ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> lost to this roster as well. I don't know how I'm there, but I'm anticipating fully to lose in the championship round now that Antonio Brown is gone. 
Yeah, it just it just. It, well, what were you about to play? Darkness, hello, darkness, my old friend. What no, was, it well, was just an ad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you ever heard of autoplay videos? They kind of populate our entire industry. <clears throat> no, yes, I I understand. I thought you were about to play darkness, uh, my old friend. No, that would probably be like seven copyright infringements, and this uh, entire oh, podcast would be shut down. I, um, I but see. speaking of shut down and injured players, like this is why fantasy football. You know, we spend so much. Like the draft is such a big event. We spend so much time talking about it, and like. You know, you post your team on Twitter, and people yeah. give you hell for. Oh yeah, what a terrible looking team! <laughs> oh man, you look so stacked. You're balanced at every position. Yeah, who cares? Like uh, by the end of the road, if you make it that far, your you team looks it. drastically different. Yeah. You know, you you gotta like get guys who are good. you gotta get lucky with injuries. Number one, number two. And I mean, I mean, like Antonio Brown, never a big injury guy. Like right. he's always the safest player to take it. Number super one, because he's not a durable. running back or whatever. Yeah. yeah, super tough, super durable. Blah yeah. blah blah. He's going down at a crucial point. Like James, like you said, you got to make the white right waiver wire pickups. Like. Give me a break. And we need to learn uh, collectively to divorce ourselves from draft pick status earlier in the season. Oh, yeah. far too often people hold on to guys that are sure. like, this is my second round pick. I can't trade him. I can't get rid of Amari Cooper. He's <clears throat> my second round pick. I can't bench Jordy <laughs> Nelson even though he hasn't had 40 yards in 17 straight weeks. Yeah, well, good luck. Have fun losing. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's pretty much true. the lesson. No, it's true. definitely true. We get it's, we just get attached. It's cause, tough because we make so much of it. We like I think it's a, just a very big um, emotional. I would love to write a piece in the off season about like all of the emotional mistakes that we make as fans. Be a great idea. You should do a Twitter thread of that. <laughs> <laughs> they have the new functionality, so you can read the thread easier. Cool. Right? Just what we needed. We needed to give jackasses more uh, ways to <laughs> bloviate online. Yeah, get like a, you. Write, get a blog. <laughs> They're free. For those that don't know, Harmon hates uh, Twitter, Twitter threads. <laughs> I like th- three tweets at the max. Okay. But when people start going on these long – Like 17-tweet like, uh, threads. Especially now that we have 280 characters. Yeah. Oh, that's which is just another, Post an article. Right. Yeah, you're right. WordPress.com. Here's some free advertising for you, WordPress. Your blogs are free. Weebly, they've got free blogs. you got free blogs all over well, the Well, I was internet. just going to – you know what I've done before is I've written a long post on Facebook and then sent the Facebook link onto my Twitter. Less insufferable. Definitely less insufferable. I mean, if you don't want to read it, you don't have to. No. Right. But just to <laughs> – you don't have to click yeah. on the link. Should we get back to news? Yes. <laughs> so news. I think it all kind of makes – it all kind of ties into news. each other. All right. Uh, Rex Burkhead. I, I'm not going to even make suggestions for re- replacing Antonio Brown. Look, you, if you're if you're still alive, you're in the championship week. Well, I, I would imagine you still got you know you, you have somebody on your bench or you know who to pick up. I mean, the waiver wire is not really that right. accurate. No, a couple guys who might be available though is Mike. Mike Wallace has a great matchup, and he has been heating up lately. Marquise Goodwin is looking like a freaking stud with Jimmy Garoppolo under center. And if he's, he's on your waiver wire, please pick him. He's up. a great guy to just, go pick Just up. out of, I mean, just out of sheer, you know, just do it. You know what I mean? Like, but it, he's got the jacks. I know, but you're not even going to play him. But who cares? I'm just oh, saying. I wish just, I had played him last week or this past yesterday over Devin Funches. <laughs> uh, yeah, 20 points in PPR, bro. I know, because I've seen it on my bench. Oh, I see. Okay, I don't know if you were in PPR league or not. It's the fantasy live league. <coughs> oh, rank destroyed. Me. It wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, no, it wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't have mattered. It would have made me feel a little bit better. His team is stacked. Yeah, his team's been good all year. It's kind of right that he wins uh, or has a championship match. Burkhead leaving sucked though. I don't yeah. know the severity of his knee injury yet, but well, uh, that at least he got a touchdown first. NBC Sports Boston says the Patriots hope to get Rex Burkhead back for the playoffs. Yeah. 
whatever that means. So ah! James, like he's gone. I think uh, I feel like James Lakers. White got injured. I don't know if he came back or not, but I thought he made a couple plays late. So I'm not. Too, I mean, if if yards. Burkhead misses time, we might see Gillisley get activated again. Uh, you, you never are, know. Uh, you are correct. Adam Levitan says ah. it seems likely that Mike Gillisley will be active in place. Of Rex Burkhead. Interesting. He's back. Interesting. Cool. Interesting. So he can they'll they'll just lean on Deion Lewis. Yeah, it's going to be Deion Lewis all day long, man. Uh, I would imagine some combination of Deion Lewis and James White. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Bolden back in your life. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, but Mike Gillespie hasn't done – I mean, he hasn't done anything since he, week one. Well, he hasn't, he hasn't been active. Yeah, I mean – For, like, God, a long you Remember time. those victory laps people were taking in week one? He scored three touchdowns feels in week like one. A, feels like an eternity ago. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was fun. It does, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, again, Rex Burkhead left that game uh, early. I, I mean, he scored a touchdown and then, you know, got injured in that game um, against the Steelers, left it, uh, and apparently he will be done – or reportedly, anyways, done for the rest of the regular season. Um, sounds like, uh, assuredly, he's going to be gone for Week 16. So, Sucks. Uh, yeah, if you were relying on him for for cha- for Championship Week, oh boy, he had been scoring touchdowns. How many touchdowns does right. he have? I mean, it's he it's had outrageous. Like quite a six, few. I think it's he's six, got six at least, six or seven in his last like five or six games. It's outrageous how many touchdowns this guy. He had. was yeah. so clutch. He was my he was my RB two in my most important league. Insane, yep. man. I had him and Bell, and I was like, this is great. He's just locked in like 40 points. You know what I mean? Two of them. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. It's nuts. Can't wait for people to tell you, like, nah, just avoid Patriots running backs at all costs next year. Yeah, which is so yeah. funny because the last month, literally it's been a month that we've gotten good production both from, the- from, from both Deion Lewis yes. and Rex Burkhead. That's what's crazy. Oh, I mean, you can't predict the backfield. Okay, but I mean, you know, we've gotten good production for two for a month now. I mean, come on, let's let that storyline go. Um, Calvin Benjamin says he's got a torn meniscus in his knee. He's going to have surgery in the off season. He's going to try to play out the rest of the regular season. I, I don't know why. Well, I guess they're still in they're in contention. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but Calvin uh, Benjamin torn meniscus in his knee. He hadn't really been doing anything. I don't, I don't know if it really. I guess from a fantasy perspective, no. you know, cue the Matt Harmon drop. But doesn't matter. Uh, I don't know. It if doesn't it, matter for fantasy. Right. Exactly. I'm not sure. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure that does. Uh, but just get the news out there that uh, yeah. he is dealing with. The if you had system. been holding on to him on your bench or whatever, you could safely cast him back on the waiver wire. I think so. I think so. Um, can we talk about Jordy Nelson? And we this, can. In this Green Bay offense, I, I, again, I, I don't know. There's. I mean, as soon as <clears throat> as soon as Green Bay lost that game. They were knocked out of playoff contention. Are they officially Not, out? No. If Atlanta, there's a million at, things that can happen. If Atlanta wins tonight, uh, Green Bay will officially be knocked out. Okay, got it. Um, but either way, so I, I guess what I'm saying is, okay, look, so Jordy, whatever. There was a big storyline coming in. Oh, Jordy's going to get all this work, and 12's going to look for Jordy. And well, Rogers said he was going to fill Jordy up with juice. <sighs> Let us not forget. Why, why did he say that? First of all, phrasing. Second told you, yeah. <laughs> told you not phrasing. Told you guys it was way too simple. It was, it was just way, like, I didn't have like any educated reason for saying it. Other yeah. than it was way right. too simple to be like, well, Jordy Nelson is back because Aaron right. Rodgers is back. Never works that you way. You realize you were like eight inches from having that prediction blow up in your face if jo- if Rodgers well, doesn't underthrow him and he catches that touchdown. It's so brutal. Happen. It did, it did it happen? happen. Did it? No, it did not. No, it did no. not. Because um, <laughs> James was tilting play by play for Jordy Nelson over there. I was just—it's so bad. It's so—I mean, it was—it was—it was so close. It was there. Just it was. Oh, it, it was. It was. Lay it out there. It was six too. <laughs> lay it out there. It Listen. was. It was the classic Jordy you know? Nelson deep touchdown. You know gets, what I'm saying? Gets behind the defense. See ya. Runs right in. 
Oh, man, that's brutal. Uh, but, no, immediately after the loss, though, uh, there was a lot of uh, speculation that uh, what are they going to do with Aaron Rodgers. I haven't seen anything online today. Um, but yeah, We probably won't find out until tomorrow. Yeah, I think, you know, if if, if, if even then, you know. But uh, there's some speculation that he could get shut down uh, for the rest of the regular season, too. And, and quite frankly, I don't know. As a Packers fan, um, what do you think? I, oh, I mean, shut his ass down. I, that's what if I'm you're saying. knocked out of the playoff right, There's no reason, right? There's zero reason. You let Brett Hundley come back in, get some more reps. Right. You sit Aaron Rodgers down. You're not going to the playoffs. You protect him for next year. Yeah. thought we were done with the Brett Hundley thing. Oh, he's coming back. Uh, <laughs> he well, back, baby. Well, unless the Bucks pull off the upset tonight. Oh, for the love of I God. I mean, even, they if they, even if they do, though, the there's, there's got to be a lot of different things that happen. Well, yeah, the Packers, they, they it becomes one of those years where they have they need like 18 different things to go to the playoffs, and uh-huh. those have worked out in the past for Packer privilege. Yeah, I Packer, they, listen, if, if, they, if, they, if the Bucks was, pull uh, off the upset tonight, the privilege is a lot. Can what, we talk about – year was it? I'm going to try and find this. Okay, while you're finding show. that, Matt Harmon, can you relay the story from yesterday i was thoroughly entertained by you guys's oh yeah action oh yeah during this carolina oh, yeah. the carolina panthers yes harman's favorite Harman's team, favorite oh, team God, come on taking on the green bay packers gelhars gelhars <laughs> i thought it was the rams they, i thought it was your rams it is my oh right that's oh, what that's right. what he wants is, you to think it is yeah. it is my rams. that's what he wants you, you to think exactly so he's, as a professional in this operation, you're reporting, <laughs> you're reporting the facts. Meanwhile, these guys are just oh, well, when know. the when the Panthers beat the Patriots back in week five or six or whenever that was, you you're you were yeah you were on board. <laughs> Back on board. So I don't understand. It's an, it's an interesting. Oh. It's an interesting. Okay. Every time Aaron Rodgers made a play, you got very upset. No, no, no. Very but upset. But yeah. The thing is, the thing is, one, it's an interesting time in in Panthers football right now, to say the least. To say the least. <laughs> to say the very, very least. Okay. But, so, but, but my point here is, I was not upset because Aaron Rodgers was, you know, taking it to the Panthers. It could have been any team. It was just the privilege here. <laughs> Coming from this, like this guy had the audacity to utter the words, I'm so tilted because Aaron Rodgers is back. I'm so tilted because my Hall of Fame godlike quarterback is back on the I was center. worried about his health. What a shame. Okay. And then and then when he dropped the touchdown to Randall Cobb, was it that was it that touchdown? It was. Yeah. That's that the was gave him the, the lead before the half. I just and he slung immedi- it. immediately he said looked great on that one. I immediately said Panthers are going to lose this game, and obviously that didn't happen. <sighs> no, you said that when they he scored to Richard Rod. They were down. 14. Oh no, no, yes, I'm sorry. He threw a touchdown to Richard Rodgers. Richard then Rod- They were like two. That's plus- what I, I was confusing. Who yeah, caught yeah. the touchdown? Two, pl- yeah, yeah, two yeah. plus minutes left. The Panthers still were up seven. The Packers had to get a stop, and he goes, "Panthers are going to lose this." Game. I would have had a was, chance. Well, the I Packers was, got the onside kick. Yeah, I was all. It was everything was going to script in terms of disaster for the Panthers and privilege for the Packers. It all seemed like it was going to set up right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the fact that it's the Panthers, I mean, I could care less about. The, uh, oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Real quick for just the funny playoff, like if somehow the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pull off the upset, right. it would be like 2003 when the Packers were six and six. They had to win out. The only way they got into the playoffs was when Josh McCown in the three, well, the two and thirteen Cardinals at that point upset the Vikings. Knocked them out of what? playoff contention. The Packers went in. That went on, however, to be the infamous fourth and twenty-six year, because the Packers snuck into the playoffs, but they were a way better team than the record. And people were like, "Oh, this is team of destiny. They're going to go on to win the Super Bowl or go oh. to the Super Bowl." Oh, the boy. Eagles, Eagles knocked. Them out. No, that was like national media consensus was like, yeah. "Oh, this is it. This is Brett Favre getting back there. Team of destiny." 
Then they lost in the fourth and twenty six. Freddie play. Mitchell, Fred yes, X. It yes, it was. Fred X. It was, it was Fred X. <clears throat> that oh. was in the thinking my hands post game. I believe so. Yeah. Was it? That was that one. That was that yeah. one. Oh Yikes. man, so many storylines. Because I love then, it. and then also the game before that was the Matt Hasselbeck. We want the ball and we're going <laughs> to score. Throws a pick six to Al Harris in Lambo. Yikes! So, so it was like everything was lining up. Where it's like, there's this team can't be stopped. It's just like the universe has shined upon them. I got you. Super privilege, and then fourth and twenty six. Yeah, I'll say. Um, I was struggling to think of like what's a real good reason to get invested in this game tonight, the Monday Night Bucks uh-huh. Bucks game. But look, uh, as much as I hate Packer privilege, yeah. I will be rooting for the Bucks to pull off the upset and keep the Packers in the mix. Oh, I see what you're saying. Look, man, I just I'm need rooting, 20 points just... from Julio Jones. That's <laughs> yeah. That's all, I'm, well, that's all I'm watching for. So I, I don't know. No, I, I think for, for fantasy and for just the overall entertainment value, it would be much better if the Packers uh, remain in the mix a little while longer. We continue to see Aaron Rodgers. He continues to... It would make, make that Saturday night game a lot better. Oh, it would it make the Vikings-Packers game oh, so much better. Man. Not, yeah, yeah. yeah now I'm. I want to be done with the with the Brett Hundley thing because if if it is Brett Hundley v the Vikings on not Saturday night fun. football, good night. Not as much fun. Yeah. Although we said that when they when they played the Steelers too, and he just dropped their. It's but a, this is a different. Not as much fun. Steelers. It's not as much. It could still be okay. It, I don't think that would be like a nightmare game if Hundley was back there, but. I think it would be much better, obviously, if Rodgers was. All right, there you go. Um, all right, let's 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 talk about this Pats Pittsburgh game. <laughs> okay, what do we want to talk about? I'm going to leave the room for this <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Let me. I'm going to go off the reservation here for a second. Oh here. boy! But <clears throat> I've thought about this greatly, right? And and everyone says, "Oh well, he was going down." We're talking about this uh, the infamous catch from Jesse James, uh, where he sc- scored the touchdown, and they somehow overruled it. Um, mm-hmm. giving gifting the Patriots yet again another victory, which is, God, talk about privilege. Yeah, no, that's real privilege. <laughs> that's you know what I mean? Heavy privilege stuff. <laughs> that's why they call it the throne of they youth also, on the ATN podcast. The Patriots are also the team that Austin Safarian Jenkins got that touchdown called back on that's earlier right. in the season that the Jets almost won the game on. Sh- shocking, shocking. Uh, yes, I know. Uh, but, I, I, you know, I was th- ruminating on this. Overnight, and uh, it's obviously spent way too much time thinking about this. But so, so Jesse James has the ball, and and everyone says, "Oh, well, he's going down to the ground, so he needs to complete the catch. He, it, the 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 ball must survive the ground." Where, but I guess my point is, um, and maybe it's because I'm married to a lawyer, but how do we define making a football move? Right? If you caught the ball with two hands and just stood there for a split second. And then dove for a first down marker. Oh, he caught the ball. Is, is diving for the first down a football move? I would say yes, it is. Here's the thing about the rule, James. It sucks. <laughs> it's stupid. But, but it's let me unclear. let me let me go on. It penalizes players for trying to make extra plays. <clears throat> it it's it's dumb. I was gonna it was gonna be my anti dap I was gonna rail. I'm just gonna try and save it because I've got a lot bottled up. But I was gonna rail against the stupid NFL rules yes. that reared their ugly head today. But sorry, keep. But going. here's my point. He makes the catch. I'm watching the replay now. And the again, everyone says, "Oh, by rule, it was ruled correctly." Let me let me argue against that. I'm just saying, I think he catches the ball, and then he makes a football move. He clearly caught it. He makes a football move with, with that one diving for the end zone. Right. So that's the football move. He has two feet and a knee hit the ground, and when he dives for the end zone, that's the football move. So, therefore, I'm just saying, I think it's not that clear 
that by rule it was ruled correctly. And let me also just say this. They ruled it a touchdown. So yes. there has to be yes. enough evidence for you to overturn that call. The, to me, there's just no way. Not only, not only am I saying he made a football move, okay? I'm also saying there's at least a chance that he got his hand or at least a finger underneath the ball. There's at least a chance. I'm not saying it happened, but I'm saying there's at least enough of a question mark there that I just I don't see how you overturn this. How do you do it? How do you overturn a call? Again, if they had ruled this not a catch and they had to have significant evidence to overturn not a catch, yeah. I'm okay with that too. I'm completely okay with that. But they ruled it a catch and a touchdown. I know. I, I'm aware. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm completely – All, all the, I'm saying – The rule – I don't think the football move rule is in play because he didn't survive the ground is, is, the, is the rule so that – So, again, again, but – Is the and, rule and that they're everyone, using. And everyone has hit me online, and I've seen this nowhere, right? The fact that it, everyone's saying, yes, it, the, the football did not survive the ground. The football right. doesn't have to survive the ground if, you're, if you've already established the catch. Right. And then you're making a football move. Which if you're making the football did. move and the ball does not survive the ground, that's irrelevant. It doesn't make a difference if you're making a football move. So my argument is that he's making a football move already. It's the same stuff with the Dez catch, which, yeah, sure, by the letter of the law, both were ruled correctly. Right. Both are stupid. I, and again, I'm just saying, by the letter of the law, I don't think it was ruled correctly. That's my point. But by the been, letter of the law. It's been my favorite thing to troll Cowboys fans for years. I'm like, Dez caught it. I'm like, but he didn't because like, by the letter of the law, he didn't. But everybody watching, it's a detriment to the sport that plays like this it are sucks. overturned. It's Des, the Dez catch, it, this one. Like, it's just – it should not be that hard to figure it out. Just make it simple. This was such it. an emotional, exhilarating game, and yeah, it ended really. in this, in this really. terrible controversy, and it just wasn't fun anymore. Yep. Exactly. It took away from all the fun and the excitement. So you of had this. the great Brady drive, then you had the great you know what I mean? play. Yes, and, and that, even and all have, of that. To have, my, it, to have it taken away on a stupid play like this is just. My bad. brother-in-law is a diehard Patriots fan. He was at the Super Bowl last year, and I was texting him after, and he was like, "Just so you know, I've spoken to many of my friends, Patriots fans, and none of us feel clean about this win. Like we all know that there's like we're not celebrating this win like we it's like we so smashed the Steelers like it, and, just, it takes away from me, the product man I, I know it takes away from it but because even Patriots fans can't so lame be super excited about right. it even they were confused and you know the, this is the this is the other thing too right like let's say they let's say Pittsburgh scores that touchdown there yeah still 28 seconds on the clock oh yeah it's too much time we're robbed mean? of another potential <laughs> Brady drive yeah. he's got two touch he's got they've got two timeouts and 28 seconds yeah. against the Steelers defense that had just been shredded that's two Gronk catches and a Goskowski field goal for the win basically you know what I mean Gronk was unbelievable. Unbelievable. So yeah, that's it's. it's I don't know. It's a stupid role. It I know it's changed. not. Look, I know it's not for fantasy, but that is the overriding storyline in football today. Whatever, man. Fantasy. Well, hey, over. Wait, Big Ben like, got I robbed like, of a I was, touchdown. I was gonna make the point to you. You were like, I'm gonna go off the reservation. I wanted to be like, we're, we haven't been on the yeah, reservation right. the entire show. That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't have. Uh, that was very therapeutic for me. Oh, good. Thank you, James. <laughs> as long as, you, well, as long as you feel better. Yeah, very. That's upset. all that matters. Right? I don't. I don't really have like much more to add on that uh, because I guess I've just accepted the dystopian reality which <laughs> we exist in here with the catch rule. 
Um, but I will say, <laughs> it did it did bring a uh, like ironic smile to my face watching Al Riveron explain this. Oh ruling, my god! Literally starts the, starts the video off with, as you can see, Roethlisberger completes a pass to Jesse James. <laughs> Oh man! Even you, you know, even you slipped up now. I said that. Bro, so. It's like, bro, come on. Oh man! So, so I don't brutal. Know. Pretty bad. absolutely crap. What I just want to do is every time somebody's trying to explain one of these catch rules, is I just want to do the bit from How I Met Your Mother, where like Ted's going to Barney, just Barney, come on. <laughs> yeah, come on. It's like as you can yeah. see, he completed a pass. Come on, but no. Al, come on, come on, come on, buddy. What are you doing? No, come on. What are you doing? As he's oh. going to the ground. No. <sighs> Oh, well, like I said, I've just accepted the dystopian reality, which is... It's not, but you know, guys, it's not as if there has been a mountain of evidence of controversial catch calls that have <laughs> ruined games that the NFL could have viewed them and like, wow, we should really change this ruling. Yep. Nope. nope. And the Demarius Bird thing was another one yesterday, which was called D- incomplete. Demir Bird, Demir, please. Demir, I'm sorry. I'm put sorry. some respect on the man. And nothing, nothing against the him. Panthers or Bird. He had an amazing game. But that was a weird play that was called incomplete and then overturned to be a touchdown. Yeah, right. Exactly. Cheeks, bro. I know. I understand. <laughs> I understand. But in the process of him going to the yeah. ground, apparently the play ended when his butt was on the ground and the ball was in his hand, but he rolled back and the right. ball touched the ground the in the process the and he yeah. rolled out of bounds. Like, I don't, there's no clarity here. Shrug emoji. We don't know what's going on. Um, all right, we'll get back to fantasy. Ugh. Let's do it. Uh, let's talk about your top performers today or from the weekend. Sure. At quarterback Cam Newton, quarterback one in standard scoring leagues. Boom. 242 yards, four touchdowns, 58 rushing yards as well. Pretty good. Not surprising when you looked what teams had done to the Packers of late. Uh, yes, exactly right. Deshaun, Deshaun, Deshaun Kaiser's only his second multi-passing touchdown you know what I mean? game came against the Packers. Hmm. Crazy. Wonder. <laughs> Wonder what Cam's going to do. What's Cam going to do? The <laughs> hilarious thing, too, is that like, Cam, Cam, Cam was do? averaging like 168 passing yards per game over his last eight before this one came in against is the Packers. Is that right? Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. averaging less than 200 oh, yeah. passing yards yeah, a yeah. game? Look, could just go look at his oh game logs, James. God. He only had one game, and it was, I think, that game against the Dolphins on Monday night where he looked godly, uh, where he had had for over 200. Through the air, yeah. They went right at, like, the middle area of the uh, of the Packers' defense, too. McCaffrey had four ca- four catches in the first quarter uh, early on. He had, like, 60 game. yards in the opening 60 drive. yards in a touchdown. They had no yeah, answer went for, for 20 him. yards, four yards, nine yards, and then that seven-yard touchdown where Cam Newton said, you know, watch this, which is a pretty baller moment. That was – oh, my God. Well, it was just so fun, too, and I liked in Patra's write-up this morning, Kevin Patra from ATN, talking about just how it was such a cool little window into the play-by-play chess match of a football game, which oh, makes yeah. it so fascinating. Cause like, Love that stuff. Because, like, Matthews and the defense were, like, had read the formation and seen the play a bunch and were like, this is, this is what it is, and the Panthers had self-scouted him and, like, we're getting too predictable on this so then and cam just being being cam is like oh, yeah. right you watch your film you've been watching watch, film huh watch, watch this. this and then he throws it knowing he had him like it was so great because it went from the packers thinking they knew they had the play amazing. to cam being like oh no we got you amazing really cool this is a, an encouraging game for mccaffrey too i mean several of two at least uh, three of his catches came on third down uh he was really heavily featured as a rushing uh player and a receiver hopefully there we see more of that going forward it was a great matchup for him against the packers but also you know greg olson right up the middle of that defense too and De- and demir bird two touchdowns demir bird it's you cool. called it you did <laughs> pretty you said demir bird day you tweeted that out in the morning they say that worked out a lot better than when i basically did the same thing with Corey grant right Jaguars running back a few uh weeks ago uh, he's uh, a few again. weeks late yeah, yeah, he scored again. But, he did, but I mean, like, I did the same thing, like, 
Sometimes like Sunday morning, you 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 have really that put, feeling. Well, you haven't put a take out there, but you've done like you've done some of the research, and you're like, oh yeah, Demir Bird had like 23 percent of the team targets last week, caught all five. Like, sure. you know, Packers give up big passing production. Like, <laughs> I like blah, all blah, the records that it's you haven't put a take out there yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean you're, you got to get if you got a take does, and you feel does it, the world know I exist if I have not ushered a take. <laughs> well, no, I just mean like Sunday like at that specific thing. Like I didn't talk about Bird on the podcast. Didn't really write him up anywhere, That's but. True. Did play him in a couple of spots yesterday, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, I should probably put this out there for the people too. And yeah. they got a couple people responded like, I played him literally just because of this tweet. Love it. And, <laughs> and he scored two touchdowns. Boom. Good stuff. I love it. But like I said, tried to do the same thing like a couple of weeks ago with Corey Grant when Fournette was out, and I don't, that didn't work. So, it's, you know, one, one for two. <laughs> hey, sometimes that happens. Uh, Eli Manning versus Philadelphia. Where the hell did this come from? Mm. 434 passing yards for Eli Manning. Three touchdowns and an interception. That's unbelievable. Um, Nick Foles against a terrible New York Giants defense, 237 passing yards. Not that great, but four touchdowns. Hello. Sign me up. Uh, Brock Osweiler. Yes, sir. Brock Osweiler versus Indianapolis. 194. He had less than 200 passing yards, but he cracked the top five because he had three passing touchdowns. And That's a rushing touchdown. Rushing. And a, I think he had two, he passing, two passing. He rushed for one. Two, <laughs> right, the first one. Hearman and Cody Latimer. That, the, Jeff Hireman. The, that helps like no one Hureman. game of the year. I, uh, no, uh, Ghosts of Broncos <laughs> sleepers passed. You obviously did not tune into the Jacksonville Jaguars game where it was literally oh, true. an absolute bevy of guys I literally did oh, yeah. not know existed in this football universe. Right. Tommy Bohannon and Mickens weren't even in our yeah. in our <laughs> fantasy game. On Tommy couple. Bohannon wasn't in the, in the game? Amazing. Couldn't find him. Neither was Mickens. Well, I mean, the Mickens thing doesn't survive. I don't know if any, did. I don't know how many people had Mickens. He had one career game. catch coming in. That's what game, I'm saying. I believe. Amazing. I tell you, I had, I had D.D. Westbrook. That didn't oh help. yeah. That didn't oh, really help. a lot. Oh, what happened to him? The D.D. Westbrook tilt was out of this world because like so many people started him, and I know a lot of people that we follow had him in D- DFS lineups because they were like, oh, Bortles and Westbrook, right? Do this stack, and, and, and then Jacksonville Lee- Jaguar scored forty some odd points. Yeah, like, oh my God, D.D.'s gonna get work. And Marquise yeah. Lee went out in the game. It, yes, thank you. He got exactly. Injured. Yeah, DD got a it was um, Keelan Cole. He did get a long like pass interference play, and that's a good point too. And I I made this point I think in uh, in a, one of the articles I wrote last week. It's hard to say. Uh, I think it was I think it was in the deep dive that like as much as everybody was getting excited about DD Westbrook and rightfully so, like Keelan Cole was getting like similar snap rates, similar air air, air yard yards, usage. Yeah. His targets just bumped up from like he was getting he was he had three for three like catching all three of his targets the last two games coming into this had scored two touchdowns in that span, but then his targets bumped up to nine. You see the results. Hits more big plays. And, look, this comes back to sometimes when the quarterback is just in fuego like this. He's on fire. Everybody gets bumped up. He's on fire. And, and it can just be one guy this week and one guy the next. And, unfortunately, that I mean, not unfortunately, but unbelievably, their quarterback's Blake Bortles right now. How about Jadavian Clowney postgame saying, asked about <laughs> – Asked about uh, the performance there, and he said that Blake Bortles is still trash. Yeah, I don't even. I love that. I don't <laughs> even trash. Like, doesn't doesn't matter if it's right matter. or not. It don't matter. Just yeah. all like I yeah, yeah say yeah, it. Whatever. He's trash. Yeah. These guys aren't paid to, for like accurate takes. Or yeah, you know? they're paid to win games, and if that helps you keep an edge, keep the edge. Love it, man. Uh, let's talk about your top performers at wide receiver: Keelan Cole versus Houston, seven of nine, uh, one eighty six through there, and a touchdown. Sterling Shepard. Uh, versus Philadelphia, very good defense. Saw 16 targets in this one. Caught 11 of them 
for 139 and a touchdown. One was a long catch and run. That was very impressive to see. Tavares King, his wide receiver mate, man, he had 70 yards and two touchdowns. Where the hell did that come from? I don't know. And then Jaden Mickens. Again, I don't know who this character is. I didn't even bother to Google his name. He is a former Raiders practice squad receiver. 61 yards and two touchdowns. I know nothing of Jaden Mickens. Um, and again, <laughs> Keelan Cole, Tavares King, Jaden Mickens. Why do we analyze fantasy football? Pretty incredible stuff. <laughs> this is crazy, dude. Come on. Nobody saw this coming. There is always. This is absurd. Marcus and I were tweeting about this a little bit earlier in the day, but there's always, every year almost, it feels one week during the fantasy playoffs that is just like the that helps no one week to end all that and helps this is no it. one weeks. This was it. This is it. Brock Osweiler is a top five quarterback. <laughs> he didn't even start the game. I don't, know if, we, st- I don't know if we've mentioned that at I, any right. point. But he didn't, he didn't even, even start, start the, game. the game. You've got all these it's guys. amazing. CJ Anderson out of nowhere, nowhere. goes for a buck 58. Amazing. I mean, you're always at wide receiver. You're always going to have some rando guys pop right. up. Of course, if you look. But if you look of through course. the rest of like the wide receiver ones so far, you got Crabtree up there. You got Rashard Matthews, Michael Thomas, Tyree Kill, Demir Bird, obvious stud, um, <laughs> Randall Cobb, DeAndre Hopkins, Cody Latimer, mixed bag of guys that you'd expect, and and a bunch of yeah, just just like, a, so many right, that you would not right up at the top, like the multi touchdown guys, the hundred thirty plus yard players. I mean, Sterling Shepard though, he's definitely somebody that I think has got to be on the breakout, you know, full breakout radar next year. Because, I mean, when he's been healthy. He's when he's been, been on, he's awesome. been on. Yeah. Yeah, when he's when yeah. he's not, like, and he got removed from the injury report this week. Right. Uh, I mean. He'd been dealing with migraines, which is a little bit of a scary injury because. Could pop up. At any time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anytime. As we remember with Percy Harvin. That's right. Yes. That's exactly right. Um, at the running back position, Todd Gurley went God mode. Yeah, sorry. He's the fantasy MVP. Brown Brown was yeah, – he and Brown true. were right next to each other you know what I mean? heading into this game. You're but right. Even if Brown had finished the game, Gurley going into Seattle and thumping them for 186 yards and four touchdowns, yeah. stop the fight. That's it's true. over. He's the fantasy MVP. Yeah, he's been amazing, man. And I, I will say, like, Gurley is a player that I think just epitomizes, like, the volume over everything thing because I mean I I think Todd Gurley's good at football but here's but here's the thing it didn't matter that he was good at football last year but coming into this year you know I did projections for the first time and he was a guy that just consistently popped up as like a top eight top seven running back no matter what format you you did and it and that was again projecting the Rams offense to be like pretty bad but nobody else is going to get the ball there mm-hmm. you know and and I, but I never drafted Gurley once like in despite that because I was like I don't trust the Rams blah 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 um this was back when I was uh, still a questioning fan now I'm all in <laughs> <laughs> but but that's so that was a mistake because I just continued to look at that and be like he pops up every time as a guy that's gonna get a thousand yards he's probably gonna threaten for eight to ten touchdowns at the minimum even if this offense sucks what's just- he at right now 13 I think he's at like 15. Yeah, he's at way more than that. I mean, so it's just like that's something that I'm going to just try to try. Seven, to f- 17. 17. I if, I, if I just what? counted correctly. <laughs> Holy hell. Just try oh to learn, learn from for, for next year. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. thought you were a lifelong fan, Harmon. Oh, yeah, lifelong fan it, since 2017. Well, I said I was a lifelong fan. That was right. just when I was still a little questioning, like, what's the team going to look like? Now, <laughs> I, now I know. I have, I have clarity. Sounds con- for, for call, the, color me skeptical. For the record, yeah. nice yeah. callback. Uh, for the record, Gurley has one game in single digits and standard scoring all year. He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of 20-plus points. Amazing. And to go into Seattle, I know they're banged up. You know what I mean? I know their defense is all kinds of banged up, but to go into Seattle and just 
obliterate them. Yeah, 17 total touchdowns, uh, 600 receiving yards, nearly 1,200 rushing yards. I think it's one thing to go into the clink and put up a good line. It's co- it's one thing to go in anywhere and put up a good and steal their soul. Like but this. this one was no, I mean, and it was literally stealing their soul. I mean, the fans were out of there by within like a couple minutes after the second half kicked off. You know what I mean? Like halfway through the third quarter, that place was empty. Seahawks Twitter was in existential crisis <laughs> mode in a matter of minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it was the it one was nuts. The one that put that game on ice was his like fifty-seven yarder because he had had the two little ones yeah. and he was still he was crushing. He was popping them for big runs, but then right. that one because that blew the doors off the game too. Yeah. It was just like. Good night. Yeah, it was crazy, man. It was nuts. Um, and and again, it. I don't know. I I kind of. I've I've been up in Seattle many many times, and um, I don't know the fans there. This definitely was not a good look for their fans, because a yeah you're getting blown up, but first of all you've got one of the best comeback players in NFL. Uh, wow. You know what I mean? He's, they're down like 34 to nothing. I get it. I get it. But you still want to see some fourth quarter magic, maybe. I, I guess. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. It's not a good look for Seattle fans is what I'm saying. Well, it's because, I mean, look, I mean, they're they're crowing up a storm when they're, you know, when they're beating up on the Niners and crowing over this and crowing over that. And then, you know. Uh, 12s, that's at James D. Co. on Twitter. Saying. At James Fine, go ahead, Delanoir Co. Is this the end of the Seahawks? Like, we got the new it's guard, great, Jimmy G, Jared great G. Great question. Got the, the it's a great question. I mean, the Niners soul. are still a bit away. It's the JGs the in JGs. the NFC West. That's a trend. Jared, Jared Goff, Goff producer Garoppolo. Chris Garoppolo. Jimmy Graham. What? He might be gone. Jimmy Graham has negative one yards in the last two games, by the way, because he had zero oh, yeah. negative one. That's right. What's, oh, my yeah, God. Wait, what's Blaine Gabbert's That's middle hideous. name? What's um, Blaine Gabbert's? We're going into the danger a, he's zone. A, he's a BG, but what if it's like Blaine Jacob Gabbert or something? <laughs> great question. I'm looking it up. It's a good question to ask, Chris. I haven't read it yet, but I know Mike Silver wrote it. It's a very good piece. A good wrote a piece about that, and you know they've got a lot of older guys. But I think as long as I think as long as Russell Wilson is entrenched there, they'll always be. Doug Baldwin's still in his prime. They'll always be in contention. They need a damn running back. For the record, well, no, they need an offensive line. It's Blaine Williamson Gabbert. So he's out. Go what? get a. That's the whitest name I've ever heard. <laughs> Williams' son is a middle name. Are you kidding me? Blaine. I mean, Blaine so it's, too. It's really Blaine Bill. So it's Blaine Bill Gabbert. BBG. BBG. Uh, but yeah, it's a good question. Um, yeah, no. And look, if their defense comes back, they still got a couple years left in them. Just uh, how many of those guys are going to be back? Because I think that's the main point. That was that was the point. In Silver's thing. Uh, Sherm could be gone. Bennett. Most many of their contracts are like up. And they're all carrying huge cap numbers, and the Seahawks are right at the cap wall, so they're gonna have to make some tough decisions. Mm. Yeah. Well, all right. Which might be one of those things to watch, uh, too, depending on what happens this offseason. But the Seahawks have long been a team that we've won feared in fantasy and drafted in fantasy. Yeah. Might be a quick turnaround when we need to adjust those expectations. Like a lot of people still drafted sure. the Broncos really, really highly this year, even sure. though they lost Wade Phillips, which was a huge deal for that. Oh, well, just don't be the jackass that drafts the defense. <laughs> like just just stop. You could in be the eighth round or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, just no. No, no, no. People don't, don't be the ja- don't be the jackass that drafts the defense for the last <laughs> round. Like I don't care how good their defense is. Like even the Jags next year, guarantee. Like because because it just doesn't it doesn't hold over as much from one year to the other. And not to mention like how many times this year did you like or even in years past like you had the Seahawks defense like. Yeah, you sometimes you get the Jaguars like this year, and it's an unbelievably legendary thing. And I even said like a couple days ago that it was really awesome having them in the fantasy live league this year because it's like I don't have to worry about this. Like they're gonna go out there and they're gonna ball. That doesn't carry over as much from one year to the other. Normally, like a good defense is just fine. And not to mention you're gonna run into matchups where it's like, I don't, do I really? You're sitting there asking yourself, do I really want to play? Yeah. 
uh, the Seahawks against Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's going to happen all the right. time. So just don't be that jackass. And you know what you could get in those rounds where you're reaching on defenses earlier? You could get an Adam Thielen. Yeah. You, a Rex Burkhead. You could get a Rex Burkhead. You could get a earlier in the offseason a Kareem Hunt. Before I thought we, I thought we had down. just established that it doesn't matter what you do in the draft. Well, it doesn't, but I'm just saying, <laughs> just don't be, don't, don't, don't waste a pick. Don't waste a pick. By the way, so this, what you're just, what you're saying there, um, and, and, and that's why in this league that I'm in, where your moves are capped, that's why I think it's important, um, and one of the, the, the changes that I will be calling for in this offseason, just like I called for 6-4 uh, last offseason, was I think you got to put a cap on moves. I hate that. I hate that. I understand it in ba- fantasy baseball, but no, I don't think in fantasy football. No, yes, in fantasy football because, A, it drives up the draft price for quarterbacks. It drives up the price uh, during draft time. Do a for- fab budget then. Yeah. That's the way to do it. That puts your cap on your moves. Cause I have no, it li- doesn't because you can b- put in $0 bids no, all the yes, time. No, yes, it can. You say you can't put in $0 bids. You can change that in systems. I have a league where we do that. And I got burned by that a couple times because it was like week 14 and I blew it all trying to get a guy to secure myself for the playoffs. Then somebody got injured. And I think I had to start like no kicker because I had I had a zero. That's how you cap your move. That's how you cap your moves. And you don't you that way you still have a budget to manage. But you don't. I don't. I don't hate that either. I don't understand why you want to cap transaction limits like. It, because first of all, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be the guy that is playing in a D list celebrity league and make seventy five moves while your other league mates are making one move. Well, okay. that's on them. that's on them. No, but. no, I understand that's on them. But I mean, it's like if you want to get some kind of competitive balance here and force that force that issue, I I, I love the fact that it's you on the it's on the other people. If they're if they're gonna just sit or like sit on their hands, then they're the ones throwing off the competitive balance, like. Everybody, if everybody's able to make moves, and everybody should make moves. I'm not, I'm not gonna adjust any league settings for anything that like any D-list celebrity league. Who cares? But like my point, my point is just like it increases like quarterback streaming. You know, picking up guys off the waiver wire, holding handcuffs and stuff as as the year ends. Like those are all high level strategy based moves, and I don't think we should be discouraging those for just like a set it and forget it mindset of like, all right, I got to get this guy, and then just yeah, it's rock not, with play, it the rest play of the an year. NFL ten. Oh, I don't think it's a – first of all, it's definitely not a set-it-and-forget-it thing. It's it's more of a, okay, you have to draft properly. But I just – But we like just the, talked just about, about the draft. How volatile no, the draft is. And, we, and, and again, I agree with all those things. But it doesn't mean that you should just discount the draft. It doesn't mean you should discount quarterbacks because you can stream. It doesn't mean that, you, it, that we should set up a system where defenses literally don't matter. So you that doesn't to, make any so sense to you need to, to draft not, three quarterbacks in case your top two get injured? No, because you can make moves, but you're capped. So if you want to invest in a great quarterback early, you're incentivized to do that. If you want to draft a good defense earlier, I'm not still not saying take him in the eighth round, but I'm saying if you want to draft a, a good defense earlier, you shouldn't be penalized for that. But I, st- I still you're think penalized you're, you're, for taking, you're penalizing yourself by taking one earlier. If you're taking a defense in the 12th or like the 10th round and you're taking a great defense, why should you be penalized for that? We should set up who a knows system. who's a great defense in all. We should set up a system yeah. where defenses matter. We should set up a system where quarterbacks matter. Big big onesie position has bought you out. It is quite <laughs> it is quite clear. Like you know, you've been on trying to like make quarterbacks more important to kill quarterback streaming all kill all year. streaming. You Which big, I by the way I love the I love the six four system. It's very it has, fun. It but, has been fun. It I've enjoyed playing. But it also then makes the process of identifying streamers more difficult. And, it does, and it it, it increases it the volatility of that position and it makes it more fun. So. I think the 6-4 thing has been a pretty nice, elegant, um, 
you know, solution to quarterbacking because, again, it's so hard to stream. You know what I mean? And, again, if your quarterback goes down, I mean, like I said, it's like in real life football. Your team's probably going down too. You know what I mean? So um, I think it's added some extra importance to that position. But we'll get back to fantasy here. Um, that was all fantasy. That was a very – it was just That's, a good tangent and good This rant. is a fantasy podcast. It is indeed a fantasy podcast. Uh, burning very quickly through the rest of your top uh, performing running backs, uh, Kareem Hunt got back on track. We're still on running backs. I know, worst, worst pick. Worst pick. He's back, baby. Next He's year. winning leagues now, baby. Kareem Hunt. Kareem, let's go. Next year, Kareem Hunt was going to score all his touchdowns in the middle of the season. <laughs> nothing in the beginning. We'll nothing see. in the beginning. Nothing we'll in the see. We'll see. We'll uh, see. He had 155 yards uh, on the ground, 51 through the air, two touchdowns for him. Uh, Mark Ingram versus the Jets, 74 rushing yards. Most of it came on some rando garbage time. Uh, run, but that's okay. 77 receiving yards as well, so uh, basically 150 and two touchdowns. Melvin Gordon versus KC, 78 rushing yards, 91 receiving yards. Yeah. And a touchdown as well. He's quietly had a very good season. Yeah, for sure. For fantasy. For fantasy. I still think he kind of sucks. He still's got, he's got like 11 total touchdowns or he's, something. He's been grinding, man. That's what I'm saying. He's, he gets the volume, he gets receptions, and he gets He's not the touchdown isn't, machine he was last year, but 11 total. Boy? He's the poster he's 11 boy for what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Volume, volume over yeah. talent or whatever. Yeah, no, no, I totally agree. I mean, I don't think Melvin Gordon is all that good. I mean, maybe in like I think different. he's he's good as a workhorse. Maybe in like a different – like in a different decade of football, I think he would have been awesome, like behind some great right. big badass offensive line. I don't think – I just don't think he's that that good of a running back, but you're right. I don't care. It was volume over everything. That was matter. his best game of the year by far. He had that, yeah, he did he had that one long run against the Patriots earlier in the year, but other than that, I mean – I think as a complete game to have yeah. to lead the team in receiving and yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right about that. That was his most impressive. And game. Mark Ingram officially second uh, straight thousand yard rushing season. Boom on pace, James. On Cole. pace for a second one. Oh, okay. No, he got it. Oh, on okay. pace to shove it in your face. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> at the tight end position, Rob Gronkowski versus Pittsburgh. Twelve targets, nine receptions, one sixty-eight through the air. Had a two-point conversion as well. Uh, Greg Olson got back on track. Entered back into our fantasy lives against Green Bay. Twelve targets for Greg Olson. Nine catches, one sixteen, and a touchdown. Richard Rodgers versus Carolina. Four targets, four receptions. Good catch. <laughs> Don't stream him. Seventy-seven yards. Do not touchdown. chase. <laughs> but Rodgers is back. Ben Watson versus <laughs> Cleveland, 74 yards and a touchdown there as well. Let's talk about your disappointments. There's going to be a lot of Seahawks on this list, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, Russell Wilson versus the Rams, 142 passing and a touchdown and a fumble lost. Uh, he was your top-scoring player in all fantasy, top-scoring quarterback, blah, 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 blah. And I just also love the irony of everybody back. tilting last week about, oh, God, he's on the road against the Jags. Can I start him? Should I not? Should I yeah, start him? Yeah, right. Goes out, puts up 20-plus points. You back at I mean? home against a good defense, too, right. but that had just lost one of their top cornerbacks. You're like, all right, this is good. Yes. I survived Jags week. Russell no, Wilson, carry yep. me to the promised land. Yep. Yeah, no. Pretty rough. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, Phillip Rivers versus Kansas City. This one personally hurt me. Ah! <laughs> 27 through the air. A so touchdown. And three picks. Oh, man. Oh, Gross. God, it hurts. It hurts. Against the secondary that had been getting smashed. Just destroyed. Like, I mean, everyone loved Rivers in this yeah, spot. Yeah. Everyone did. Two of the hottest quarterbacks in fantasy right there. Wilson you know what I mean? Rivers just, just crushing your playoff dreams. Oh, I will say the more I thought the more I thought about this, like Saturday morning going into the game, I'm like, man, you know, it, 
it's tough to like you can't really quantify these sort of things but like in Arrowhead on a Saturday night like, yeah that place was like watching that game that place was lit like yeah. that was like a was college awesome. environment you know like it's true like that is a, that's a tough place to play and just you know the Chargers unfortunately like when they get into their spiral mode anything can happen and ugh, yeah it was it was rough the more I thought about it that that morning I'm like man yeah that is a tough spot to play in. Yeah. It was, but I mean th- there was a lot of things that went wrong for for yeah. LCH in that game too. You know what I mean? Like it, you know, they lost one of their best defenders. Keenan Allen left late. Uh, there was obviously some miscommunications there between uh, Rivers and Benjamin. I don't know. It just Oh, Rivers leads the league in, like, not-my-fault interceptions. Oh, for oh, yeah. sure, 100%. Screaming at his receivers. He'll, he'll chuck it up to the middle of nowhere and then be like, where were you going? Where were you going, receiver? bro? Yeah. You need to carry that route up. Yeah. <laughs> he was pressing it. He, he didn't have an interception in, in four games. That's what was so uh, frustrating. Four turnovers oh on four straight possessions in the second half. I mean, th- what are you going to do? Oh, my God. It was one of those Brutal. things, too, like, I, t- I tweeted this on Saturday night, like, Chargers are getting banged up and blowing it. Where have we seen this before? Someone quick, like, first reply, San Diego. I'm like, oh, that's, uh, that's right. come on. God. Too come soon. on. Too soon. Too come soon. on, bro. Too soon. Uh, Andy Dalton versus Minnesota. You kind of knew it was a bad spot. You didn't know it was going to be this bad. 113 passing. Sure hope nobody was starting him. I mean, you know. Where are the Bengals trying leagues. is my question. It's possible, I guess. The Bengals have been outscored 67-14 to 14 over the last two weeks. Awful. The Bears and, and the Vikings. Yeah, one of those teams was the Bears. Yeah. The Bears. They had the worst overall offense coming into this game. And, they uh, did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're the worst offense in the NFL coming into this game. In terms wow. of yards per game? Or in terms of total offensive yards per wow. game. Wow. Yes. Well, they I forget what the number was, but it was low. When like they can't run the ball and they can't throw the ball. Right. And now they're just even worse. The so. Bears. And Marvin chalked the it Bears. up. He was just like a – I'm leaving. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, he That's de- not good. He denied the report that or that he's made any decision about his future, which, like, your contract is that, man. What do you mean? Like, you're, yeah. you'll be gone. You gone. Uh, gone. And then, but his buddy Hugh Jackson did not deny that. And, you know, don't worry, guys. Hugh Jackson will be there next year. <laughs> why do you want Hugh? Why do yeah, people want Hugh Jackson? I don't understand, but, like, At I, this point, why do you want Hugh Jackson? I am jealous of the fact that so many people want Hugh Jackson around. Like, you know what I mean? I'm trying to put my best for, foot forward all the time to get yeah. people to like me. Nope. He was losing games left and right, and people still love yeah, him. Yeah, and throwing people under the bus constantly. Oh. It doesn't matter. There's he's the most tires he's the most tiresome figure. I've I've decided I've been making the you know D- what was the, it you call sick it? the sick, sick of them team. Yeah, that's what it was. Hugh Jackson most tiresome figure in the NFL. Right now. Like, <laughs> he's wow. the head coach. He's far. the head coach of your uh, he's the, sick of no. Team. He's the head coach, the GM, oh, the football czar. He's probably gonna buy the team. <laughs> Quarterback whisperer. Like, yeah, oh, no, dude. I mean. Yeah, in a season of tiresome personalities being very tiresome, yeah. he is the most tiresome storyline in the Disappointment NFL. running backs. Carlos Hyde versus Tennessee, 16 carries, 24 yards, 38 total yards for Carlos Hyde. He had been the number nine PPR running back mm-hmm. uh, heading into week 15. This was a big-time disappointment for him. Uh, Jordan Howard versus Detroit. I, I mean, again, I, I get it. You know, volatile uh, asset is Jordan Howard, but against Detroit, one of the worst run defenses in the NFL, 10 carries, 37 yards, 63 total. That hurts, man. That absolutely hurts. Jamal Williams came crashing back to earth versus Carolina. 10 carries, 30 yards. Aaron Jones actually outrushed Jamal Williams despite being outsnapped and outcarried. But, um, and again, just Jamal Williams to me seems like that back that needs to get a lot of touches. He does. To he, be effective. Well, he was. He was with Hundley. 
I mean, that's from, what I'm saying. From like yeah. a pure efficiency yards per carry perspective, he was under four in all but one of those like big, big workload games. So I think you're exactly right. And then those it, were all with Brett Hundley under center, where nobody yeah. was respecting the pass, right? And were loading up to stop the run. And he was scoring touchdowns. What I'm saying, he's like right. still wasn't great on the ground or anything. And he was getting a lot of receptions with Brett Hundley back there too, and didn't. I don't think he had one nope. with, with nope. Rodgers. Yeah, nope. that's interesting. Um, disappointment wide receivers, Adam Thielen versus Cincinnati. Three receptions, 30 yards. Just happened to be, I think, just game flow and all yeah. that. Oh, stuff. yeah. The 25 th- passes yeah, combined. Exactly. I mean, this this game got out of hand early. I even tweeted that like it wasn't even halftime, and I was like, this could be a, dre- a like dangerous situation for yeah, fantasy because yeah, yeah. they're, they're not Luckily, gonna... Diggs caught that touchdown right. to, to have a good Diggs, day. So. Rudolph, yeah. and Murray all got touchdowns, but none right. of them had huge yardage days because yeah. the Vikings just smashed, and then were like sitting in lazy boys. <laughs> Put, the putting game. Teddy Bridgewater in. Randomly, Jerek McKinnon, I think, was – 114 receiving yards. Uh, that's what I'm saying. He was like one of the top five or six uh, in terms of receiving yards among all positions. So there you yeah. go. Uh, A.J. Green versus Minnesota. Roads closed, I guess. Two receptions, 30 yards for him. Doug Baldwin versus L.A. Six yards total for Doug Baldwin. Uh, and then Devin Funches versus Green Bay. Great spot for Devin Funches. Uh, and he had been great coming in. One reception, 19 yards. Now, he did briefly leave this game with a shoulder ailment. Literally like a play. But tried to actually come back in the next play. But uh, per, you know, safety rules or whatever it was, you actually got to sit yeah. that one out. And that's the only play he missed. So, But he did briefly leave that game with a shoulder. If you're wondering, oh, maybe that's the reason why he was iced out of this game. Not really. Not really. I, I think it had a lot more to do with Greg Olson being back, getting healthier, working and operating in similar parts of the field. Uh, and Cam Newton obviously trusts Greg Olson. You know what I mean? So um, I also just think – I think this was just matchups. And Carolina knew they didn't need Funches to beat the Packers, so they didn't target him because Christian McCaffrey and Greg Olson were bigger mismatches. Like, Greg Olson is so good at finding those soft spots in the zone. And honest to God, no defense. Maybe save the Browns has softer spots in their zones than yeah. Dom Capers is in Green Bay. Right. And that's where Greg Olson was just crushing them all in the second half. And then there were blown coverages, so he got 30 yards and a touchdown on that right. play. So yeah, I'm not worried. I'm not panicking about yeah, Funches he had, here. He had four targets. It was his lowest since week one. I mean, he's been pretty steady volume throughout. Um, and yeah, I mean, and like you know, Demir Bird again, he scored like he scored his two touchdowns in the red zone, nine yards and uh, 13 yards, and that's typically where you'd see Funches operate. So I, I think that uh, Funches will be probably fine next week. Okay, there you go. I think we'll we'll have disparate ideas on that. But I mean, you got they, he's playing the Bucks in Carolina. It's a good spot. It's a great spot, but, I mean, Green Bay was <sighs> equally yeah. good. I think yeah. they did have Demarius Randall shadow him, who, quote-unquote, shut down Josh <laughs> Gordon last week. Um, he, right. It was that – yeah, I said, quote-unquote. <laughs> yeah. Like, Demarius Randall was in good coverage on a couple plays, but there were a few other ones that, that got away from them. Uh, so it, was, it wasn't like he was – I think Green Bay has adjusted their cornerbacks a little bit. And like I said, it was just a matchups thing. Like coming into it, I tweeted on last week Tuesday that like if the Panthers were smart, they'd heavily involve Christian McCaffrey. And what do they do in the first drive? <laughs> Here you go, kid. Get, go, go score us a touchdown. Go get it. Tight end disappointments. Jimmy Graham, negative one yards as Matt Harmon highlighted. He has now negative one yards over his last two games because he put in a zero spot Very last cool. week. Holy hell. Speaking of negative Speaking points. of negative points, Vernon Davis versus Arizona. 18 yards and a fumble loss. That would be negative points for Vernon. I'm glad this human being is out of my life. 
<laughs> wow. And it was it Our was shorts. such a rocket ship, too, because, you know, you're thinking, oh, Vernon Davis, great athlete. All of a sudden, he's filling in for Jordan Reed, making a couple splash plays. Here he comes. So I made, I made the playoffs in <laughs> – I made the playoffs in one league this year, or the championships in, in, in one league this year. It's the league with actually a bunch of Gelhart's friends where I, in the draft, speaking of – why the draft is stupid. I did the opposite of every instinct I have with fantasy football. It was th- I took Rogers early. We right. were at the gulp with you, yes. and you left because we all did the producer's writer's draft, and we oh, stayed yeah. for one more. So oh, we were a handful of beers in, good, and we were good. just like, the hell like, with it. Yeah, I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm going quarterback All strategy early. out the door. Yeah. Took a quarterback early. Okay. Took one wide receiver in the first six rounds. Okay. Luckily, that wide receiver was Keenan Allen. Okay. Uh, took a single-digit tight end, which was Jimmy Graham, but goes to show why a lot of things have happened. Uh, my point is, my the last this was my last attachment to Vernon Davis in my life. Uh, and Sunday morning, I sat there. Did I play Vernon Davis or Greg Olson, who I'd picked up? And I went with Greg Olson. Thank God. Nice. <laughs> thank God. Oh God. I, I, even, I even remember thinking, like, because for because you know, just life is a fever dream. And I was like, Did I? Did, did I, I do that? Did yeah. I, Davis or Olson? I don't <laughs> remember. I don't remember. And I looked back. It's like, Yes. Thank God it was Olson. You were still alive in that league. Yeah, no, the, yeah, this was this is the like I said, this is the one league I made the How's that possible? Championship. Aaron Rodgers got hurt and Jimmy Graham's been a bust. Oh, well, because drafting doesn't matter. Oh, Matt Harmon's an expert. Le'Veon I did have Le'Veon Bell too. So uh, like I said, went cool went early, went early okay. running back, well, nailed, that the, nailed the one wide receiver that I took in the first six rounds and, and you know, there's I picked up Deion Lewis too, so I think it's just mostly some you know, moves here and there. And, I love it. But yeah, I went 11. That's like my best league by far. That was the one league we picked at the turn together, and I went first, and I took David Johnson. And Don't. needless to say, <laughs> I am not making the playoffs. Ah. And and I remember that was the one where you took Christian McCaffrey and I took Ty Montgomery, and we were like, oh, let's. you took Rogers to spite me, yes. and because I wanted him at the turn, I Good. was like, the hell with it, I'm gonna get Rogers in this league. Well, buddy, yeah, I was like. That's what I think. That's what inspired the whole like. Oh, you know, and I was like, "Well, else. screw you! I'm going to take Christian, Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey, even boom. though I'd rather have Ty Montgomery at that point." Which, which again, yeah, it was Ty Montgomery, and he was <laughs> bust too. Yeah, hey, he, cru- he crushed it for the first few weeks. Though. True, he did. He did. True. All right, let's get to most damn games. Let's go. Let's, let's breeze. Through let's breeze through these. Chicago at Detroit, Matt Harmon. Dude, I watched five minutes of this. <laughs> okay, pass. <laughs> LCH versus KC. Marvin Jones made a sick catch. He did. I'm just gonna say he did. he did. They had the most. The most I can say about this game is they had the cool Rockets celebration. Yes. Oh, that was fun. And, I did uh, like that. I w- I don't think it's crazy to stream Eric Ebron this coming week. Yes. He's he'll be on my list. Volume, he's man. had 18 uh, targets no, the last two weeks. He'll, he'll be on my list. Uh, no. I know. I know. The the idea of Eric Ebron is very much back in our lives, <laughs> but. Tight end, streaming tight end is desperation, sucks. man. Tight end sucks, yeah, and yeah. it's a decent matchup, and he's had 18 targets the last two weeks. Yeah. It's also worth noting, speaking it. of gross volume, Kendall Wright had 24 targets over the last two weeks. Yeah. Get out of my life. It's still going to be a no for me, dog. I, no, no, no. Not I with Trubisky. I, I would only like in like, not with John Fox. deep, deep PPR Correct. flex formats, I think you could probably roll out Kendall Wright, but he's okay. still not even a full-time player, so you could easily get hit with like a two for 20. Yeah, I agree. LCH. At KC on a Saturday. French, what do we you We talked mucho about the Chargers. We did, uh, Tyreek Hill had 88 yards and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey had went six for 46. Kareem Hunt went off. <laughs> I love Sorry, that. I, I love that Tyreek's signature thing is catching a deep ball on the sideline and then just giving him the peace sign in, in, in yeah, the end zone. Yeah, every time. It's like. Do you realize how fast you have to be to he, be that to, for that to be your signature move? That's insane. So he's like got three of the top. Next gen stat speeds of the season. Four of the top so. five. Four of the top five. Every time he gets one of those deep balls, and he's he got bumps, like, he's back in the top five. It's a top five like, number. He's got like four of those catches, man. Yeah, it's just nuts. It's crazy. Like, I, 
Amazing. And maybe it's stream uh, the Kansas City Chiefs defense against Miami next I'm week. honestly surprised more people don't just always line up against Tyreek Hill. I mean, I'm not a defensive coordinator, but in, like, press man. Because, like, Casey Hayward on that play didn't, like, bump him, didn't do anything at the line. Like, it was literally just, I think, free release. somebody said on Twitter or on the thing. It was just, like, he was basically in the blocks on a sprint. Yeah. Smith said snap. It was, like, the gun. Gone. And he was gone. He's great at There's nobody else though, that so. can – he's, he's good at press yeah, and breaking off it. Press, so, I mean, I'm sure he's quick enough. He's just like, tough to – he's just real tough to He's defend. tough to cover. I, it's just amazing. But it's just man. like, why would you let him get a free release right. like that? Because that, you're, you're, no one is ever going to keep up with him in a track meet. It's it is – It is like I said, man, <laughs> it's it's crazy to me that that is his signature move. In a league full of athletes everywhere, <laughs> his signature move is giving people the peace sign as he's tr- – galloping into the end zone. That's nuts. It's crazy. Um, anyways, Philadelphia at New York. Gelhar, what do you got? Uh, the big takeaway here is that the Philadelphia offense is very much still alive and well with Nick Foles under center, kind of as Indeed. we expected. Um, he has talent around him. All three of his top guys got in the end zone, which was great for fantasy. Uh, yeah, Aguilar, Ertz, and uh, Jeffrey. Yeah. And then I think Jay Ajayi is starting to command a little more of this backfield. He had uh, he? 14 touches. Which was the most out of that group, but he did. Right. He left briefly with an injury, right, French, or was just banged up a little bit. I thought. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm still yeah. in a fugue state. But uh, otherwise, other than that, uh, there's not too much to take <laughs> a away. Fugue state, Green Bay, at Carolina, Matt Harmon. What do you got? I think we've hit the Rodgers and Green Bay side of this, and, and yeah. probably the Carolina side too. But like I said, uh, this offense does seem like it's kind of coming together. Talking about Carolina. In Carolina, yeah. yeah. I mean, the usage with McCaffrey was so great. That's something you wish you'd seen all year from them. Um, and then Devin Funches, I think, will bounce back against the Bucks. It's a, like I said, it's a great. If you have your Panthers, it's a great matchup there in Week 16 with Tampa Bay coming into Carolina. Obviously, we haven't seen the Bucks yet this year, but or, I mean this week. But uh, you've I, seen a lot more Carolina games. I just I feel as if and tell me if I'm if I'm off base here, but I feel like they've simplified their offensive playbook a little bit more and gotten back more to that power football uh, that they've become accustomed to running. Uh, previously, and they've just figured out a way to kind of fit uh, CMC into that power scheme. It just so much comes back to Cam Newton and really just like being a streaky player. Like even quarter to quarter in this game, like he had a big first, a big third, really didn't do anything in the second, and then he goes game to game. It just really comes back to him for me being like a like I said, just a streaky player. Yeah. You know, not a consistent passer, whatever. I mean, goes through stretches of just. And that's that's what that's what it comes down to to me. I mean, they definitely have some games where they run the ball real well, but they don't really have like just they have these two guys that they have a tough time fitting into into the system together. Right. So, to me, it's just a real still up and down offense. That's also like they tried to undergo a massive transition from what they were to what they are now and what they want to be. That's what I'm in saying. One year, yeah. under the same coaching staff, which is very rare. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a lot going on, and just Carolina to me, I, like. I don't, we don't have to get too into what's going on right now with ownership and all that, but this season has been full of off-field distractions. I mean, I was true. recounting that yesterday. True. Like, they fired started. their GM at the draft, which you mentioned. I totally yeah, forgot about Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. Over over a really a disagreement in philosophy with the owner who is now ready to sell the team here. And, and they also had a lot going on in between, especially right. with their quarterback. In a season full of distractions, I wonder just – Will this, you know, there's no way to, there's no way to say like that we know for sure. But could this be a distraction going forward for them? You know, the next couple of weeks. I don't. I know. thought. It's I thought you were lot. gonna. Oh, okay. I thought you were going into next season where it might be a lot more stable. Uh, oh, Cam Newton won't be coming off of a shoulder surgery and. Oh, absolutely no. I mean, I like I said, with the way that this offense tried to turn over, like 
and they just, traded Kelvin Benjamin. I forgot about right. that too. <laughs> it's it's, it's been an in, you yeah. know in a year where obviously I've been joking around a lot about my fandom. Like yeah. this has been in a season that's tough to put into words from a pure off-field perspective You're for right. the Carolina Panthers. You're right. Much less, like I said on the field right. trying to undergo a massive offensive philosophy transition. So I think you're right. That's a good point. Like Devin Funches will have a, a, you know kind of a breakout season under his belt. McCaffrey will be, have experience in the league. This could definitely be an interesting offense going forward and hopefully they add more receiving pieces. Miami at Buffalo. Matt Franchise, what do you got? Uh Shady McCoy had another big game, 95 yards, two touchdowns out there winning leagues for you. 10K for his career. Congrats, Shady. Yeah, Jeez. and he got hurt on that play, but he came back in. Injury scare, he's fine. That's uh, the LaShawn McCoy experience. It is. Yeah, it And is. Uh, on the Miami side, Kenya Drake had a good game, 113 yards and a touchdown, had 11 targets. Jarvis Landry had uh, 13 targets, 10 for 99. Devontae Parker had 12 targets, 6 for 89. Jay Cutler, 49 attempts, back to being Jay Cutler. <laughs> Three picks, no touchdown. Love that, that. love that he turned into a world beater for one game to beat the Patriots, yeah. and afterwards it's like that. Those nope. were all the f's I it, had to it, give. It him, was buddy. a swan song. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. Thank you, Jay Cutler, for beating the Patriots. Uh, he's like in prime time. Prime time game. He's like, <sighs> I, this one's for you, America. Yeah, takes down the Patriots, and after that, yep, that's uh, that's about all. My job show. here is done. Bye. It's amazing. You think um, he's back next year? No. No. Oh, God no. Okay. God no. He didn't barely wanted to come back this year. His wife had to convince yeah. him. I know. Yeah, exactly. it's been ghost walking through the season. That and ten million helps. Yeah. Um, where are we? Belt Baltimore at Cleveland. What happened to Josh Gordon? In uh, Deshaun Kaiser happened to Josh Gordon. Targets. He averaged three point nine yards per attempt. The volume what? was still there. Yeah. Oh my god. There was some. It was bad. Throws. Red zone interceptions, terrible stuff. James, he his line was twenty for thirty seven for a buck forty six. <laughs> thirty seven pass attempts for, for a buck forty six. Less than one fifty. So when you ask what happened, what? that's what happened. I see. He he regressed against a very Amazing. good defense. Um, yeah, but the good. the air the air yards, the targets were all there for Josh Gordon. A five okay. for forty seven line two isn't going to kill you if you played him in PPR. It's good a, point. It's at least an okay floor. Yeah, but it's just encouraging. This is Josh forward. Gordon. Like, I mean, it's not like you're. Yeah. He's 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 the number one guy there. Right. So. Well, you know who Josh like this brief little glimpse of what we're getting from Josh Gordon right now. Like it doesn't matter because it's almost over. But like this is essentially uh, like DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, circa 2016. You're like, right. Real good wide receivers with all the air yards, with all the targets, awful but quarterback, it, but play. just quarterback play that is just going to completely derail them. Right. Hey, right. quickly, can I piggyback off what Harmon said about Hugh Jackson? I mean, I think he threatened to bench Kaiser again. After this week, he said like, he wonders if he's ever going to get it. But at this point, man, isn't it on you a little bit? A little bit? Not a little, a little bit, bit, a lot. Yeah. Yes. Well, the, the the question, like, isn't it on you? That's something I feel like we should consistently be asking you. I mean, Jackson. look at what McVeigh has done with golf and how bad golf looked last year. I mean, just a little bit of improvement is what you want to see. Amazing. Do something. Uh, the only other main takeaway, Alex Collins disappointed, uh, sadly, uh, 12 for 19 on the ground. But Mike, Mike Wallace has turned into a consistent fantasy player. If you need a, a flex, and he's got a great matchup next week on Saturday against the Colts. The Ravens are at home. Uh, he's had his last several lines have been 6 for 89 this week, 3 for 72, 5 for a buck 16. Five for forty-eight, a little disappointing, but then four for fifty-six in a touch. So, like, if you've been starting him or you just look at this run of consistency, he's their number one wide receiver, and he's producing in fantasy. Uh, there are rumors that two bearded clowns in a coffee shop might be discussing Mike Wallace. Oh, NFL fantasy. Oh, oh. I've heard these rumors. A coffee shop that we can't get served in. It's been weeks, uh, please. I haven't seen I, a barista in that place yet. No. Why do he, we keep going back? I don't know. Find man. out on NFL Network. <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. Uh, by the way, John Harbaugh. Props to him, man. 
he has done an amazing job working around some serious injuries. Yeah. I mean, Joe Flacco has been dealing with an injury all year. Marcia Gonda, John Urschel suddenly retired. So two-fifths of that offensive line had to be rebuilt. And they're still running the ball well. They're still protecting Joe Flacco pretty good. And, you know, they're still winning ball games somehow. It's just, I don't know, John Harbaugh has quietly put together a very good coaching campaign uh, in 2017. All right, the Jets taking on the Saints. Matt Harmon, what do you got? Yeah, on the Saints side. Uh, By the way, Every single time we say never Jets, they still do something. Oh, yeah. It's well, amazing. Because the Saints kind of – I think the Saints were coasting into this one. They, they were, four, but still. Four, four turnovers or whatever. They still put up some some numbers. Yeah. For, Look at them. For, well, for, for the Jets, since <laughs> since you brought them up, uh, the narrative that, you know, the Robbie Anderson-Bryce Petty connection, it didn't turn into a big game five for 40 for Anderson, but right. he had 12 targets. Nobody else on the team had more than five. Amazing. So, unfortunately, he gets another tough spot uh, against the Chargers secondary in week 16, but I yeah. think, you know, if you have to start Robbie Anderson, you can feel okay about it. As a flex play, sure. As, as a flex play, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Bilal Powell scored a touchdown. Elijah McGuire scored a touchdown. Don't really care. Don't really want to get myself involved with that committee. Uh, right. I realize that they scored, but I would not want to be chasing that against the Chargers next week. I'm pretty sure it's in L.A. too. It's in New York. Oh, it's in New York. Well, what do I know? Um, and then on the Saints' side, third time's a tar- charm for Michael Thomas, who took three tries to finally get a touchdown. By the way, two J- called back. I'm with you, James. The one where his God. heel came in, how was that not – Oh. How is that not a touchdown? Oh, nope. Skip. Skip. No, we can't no get more, into it again. No, we no already, more catch we already railed against the catch. But uh, the Alvin ah, Mark Ingram. Doesn't make sense. Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram <laughs> duo was back. Uh, Kamara had 45 and touches a receiver, 44 on the ground. And Ingram, as we mentioned, had a big game. Too. All right, there you go. Rams taking on Seattle in the clink franchise. What you got? We talked about Todd Gurley to uh, to length here. So, I mean, he's a beast. Beast. Uh, the other news, Robert Woods came back for the Rams, uh, led the team with seven targets, went six for 45 and a touch, and uh, Cooper Cup and Sammy Watkins were both kind of relegated to, yeah. you know, like you you know, behind him. He's the number one receiver. His last four games where he's been healthy with the Rams, he's given you double-digit fantasy points. So, Can you play Cooper Cup? I think in in better game script, like it was yeah. hard to – I totally did not expect the Rams to go up there and just – Blank. Yeah, Seattle nobody like this. Did. I thought it'd be high scoring on both sides. It seemed like it would be more of a, a yeah, a high more scoring for like what happened with uh, the Rams and the Eagles. But yeah. like everything went uh, poorly for the ancillary receivers here. They had huge punt returns, you know, that set up a short field. Todd Gurley went ballistic. Yeah. So I think Cups might be the only other one you could trust in like a PPR format, but Woods is the guy here. Right, yeah. There you go. Um, it is Tennessee taking on San Francisco. San Francisco all of a sudden has won three games in a row with Jimmy G under center. Boom. Thank God they beat the Titans. I do um, not want to watch the Titans in January. God, Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> uh, Gucci Gump, it's all good. But Jim, Jimmy G is the truth, man. They've got they've got a quarterback. Sex there. machine. He has more sorry, fantasy I'm points. What? Uh, I just, just started just describing. He looks like a he looks like a friggin' sex machine out there. I mean, are you just saying words now? Yeah, I mean, what's <laughs> Jimmy G? But he has... looks like a stud. He looks just like a stud. He looks incredible. He's he averaging is. well over three hundred yards over his last three games. More fantasy points in each of his last three games than Tom Brady. Today, look th- at the numbers. Did it happen? Did Boom. it happen? Look at the numbers. It happened, bro. So and there, thereby, he is better than Tom Brady. Here's here's what's incredible, for now. though. Yes. So <laughs> Jimmy G is averaging over 300 yards in his three starts in San Francisco, and he's doing it with a wide receiving core <laughs> comprised of Marquise Goodwin, Trent, uh, Trent Taylor, Garrett Selleck, George Kittle, Garrett Selleck, <laughs> Kyle Juszczyk, and uh, a person Juszczyk. called Kendrick Bourne. 
Who? I saw that. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. no, but Kendrick Bourne was out there making plays, Fake man. Person. He was making plays. Fake person alert. So the thing is, Kendrick like, Bourne is, was making plays. This bro. is this is a great this is great news for the future because you think about next year, he'll have Goodwin. He'll have Pierre Garcon. They have money to spend in free agency. Like yeah. the 49ers could be a very sneaky good offense for fantasy next team, year yeah. to watch. Um, yeah. I like I like their defensive pieces too. Overall, not great, but I they got some pieces. They got some players there, yeah. man. Uh, uh, but otherwise, Titans wise, Demarco Murray 18 for 59, least surprising line ever. Glad they gave Derrick Henry just seven carries. That's what cool. Are you guys doing? Uh, Rashard Matthews though, now that he's back, is healthy. He is the number one wide receiver he here. Had uh, yeah. led the wide receivers in targets, 95 yards. Delaney Walker led the team in targets. Dropped what should have been another touchdown, but he had 37 for one. So you're okay if you're. You'll take it. In. Sunday night football, Dallas at Oakland. Matt Harmon, what do you got? Brutal pretty, loss for Oakland. Pretty boring game between two boring teams that are disappointments this year. Uh, although Dallas is alive in the playoff race. They are indeed. Technically. Um, yeah, for sure. Look, the Cowboys offense is hideous. Uh, like, so bo- they're just, like I said, so boring. Their passing game is so low percentage because, like, Des Bryant is essentially like they need to put him on the Anquan Bolden plan going forward because that's the kind of player he is at this point. Um, they need to accept that. Des needs to accept that. But as the a slot, you mean? Movement of the slot yeah, <clears throat> become like because I think he can still play. Like Des isn't you know yeah ready to retire, but he's just not ready to be like an ISO X wide receiver anymore at this point. And so, but they need to identify that guy because I mean, watching them throw to Terrence Williams and and you know Cole, Cole Beasley, Beasley, it's just depressing. It's man. rough. It's, man. it's it's a really I don't think people like quite understand how undermanned and just bad that offense is. And once again, they lose right. Tyron Smith in this game, and it's just they just can't adjust. The coaching staff doesn't know what they are what they want to do when things don't go completely right. So it's a right. mess. Uh, but Zeke comes back next week, so that's nice for them. They go And they get a matchup with Seattle, who obviously was just destroyed by Todd Gurley yeah. and the Rams. So you'll take it. You'll be excited about that. And on the Oakland side, like Michael Crabtree had 17 targets, seven catches, two touchdowns. He was in such an easy smash spot to see coming, coming in this with Amari Cooper out. There you go. All right, let's close out your show with a round of Daily Daps. Daily Daps. 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 All right, let's go. Alex Gellhart, what do you got? I just want to anti-dap the stupid rules in the NFL. I'm not going to dive back into the catch rule again, but the other one that reared its ugly head on Sunday night was the stupid fumble through the back of the end zone or whatever. The other team gets it. Like, How does that make any Any sense? sense. How does that make sense? It makes zero sense. It should go back to the team. That had it, they get it at the spot of the fumble or whatever. Like it just the rule is so stupid. It's like so if if Derek Carr had fumbled that out of bounds a yard shorter, One inch shorter. in front of the pylon, right. he would have gotten the ball right back. What right. makes it going through that like it's just so dumb? And like Chris Wessling had a great point on the ATM podcast listening to this morning. Like it disincentivizes players from trying to make spectacular plays. Yeah. yeah. Like it like that was an awesome play. Derek Carr's running. Game, potentially playoffs on the line. He stretches, and then it's all taken out. The air is taken out of it from that. Like, there there are so many simple things that the NFL could tweak to these rules that would make the experience so much more enjoyable to watch. I agree. You wouldn't have games taken away on stupid rules like this. Right. Like, this was such a good day of football. It Otherwise, was. it was. That was just marred by so many baffling rules and not plays. not even talking about the games there, today. there were so many good games today. Jimmy G you know had to I mean? leave a fourth-quarter drive to you know? win that game. Uh, the Rams smashed. The Packers had an onside kick, almost came back in Aaron Rodgers' last gasp game against the Panthers. The Steelers and Patriots played one of the games of the year that got ruined on stupid calls. It was like there was so much good football throughout today that just is not getting discussed because of idiotic calls. And it's like, that's what's hurting the NFL right now. Like, damn it, change the rules. It's not that hard. It's not and that also, hard. And also, the other rant is that the NFL needs to do something about 
these hits to the head and get serious about this stuff. Like yeah. the one for Devontae Adams from Thomas Davis. And right. Thomas Davis has issued a good apology or whatever, but like he was it's, distraught after yeah. that hit. He, even just like as we were sitting here, Adams was tweeting about it earlier and then Thomas Davis Thomas even chimed back in. Chimed in at him. Yeah. But still, it's like, and I'm sorry, Chris, you don't have to bleep that out, but like <laughs> if you like if, if you want to be serious about player safety and stuff, yeah. you need to like when that happens, I don't care how sorry you are, Thomas Davis or whatever, you, you need go. to get out. Gotta go. Because that's what's gonna teach those guys. Then the next time he's coming back on somebody like that, yeah, your instinct is to make a big block. Push him. Push him. Use Hit him with a forearm. Like yeah, true. there are so many other things to do than lowering your head into a guy that is not watching you come. I don't care. It's my Packers, so whatever. Call me a homer, but I don't care what play that is. Yeah. If it's Dan- Danny Amendola that gets blown up like that, if right. it's Juju, whatever. Like it's stupid because instead, then you kept him in there. He's going over there making other potential, you know, dangerous plays or whatever. Like get him out because that'll that'll change the tone for him and for both teams. Like that's unacceptable. You got to get that stuff out. And we've just seen it happen too many times where it's like. Take the steps, and people yeah. were chirping at me like on Twitter when I was I was railing into like, oh, well, that's just instinct, and I'm like, that's why you need to make ejections because that changes I'm, the instinct. Then, yeah, I mean, I think there, I think there's that. I mean, even a smaller step of just like, hey, man, that should be a reviewable play, and um, you know, if a guy is if a guy has to go to the, if a spotter sees a guy having to go to the medical tent because of a potential concussion, that should be a reviewable play. And if it's a helmet to helmet hit, boom, automatic 15 yards. Because you know look, I I, lo- I love football and I love watching these guys play it, and I don't want to see the game ruined or great players taken out from stupid hits like this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like more more people aren't going to have their kids play football. More people aren't going to want to play. More yeah. people are going to retire early because of crap like this. It's like, true. It's not just me complaining because my player got hurt. Like it's the future of the game. I guess the, I guess the other counter argument to that, though, is if you watch a lot of college football, the application of the targeting rule is atrocious. Well, yeah, the, you have to fix it then. That, let's not let's not look to college example. You know what I'm saying? For an example of really anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. Something. I agree. Franchise, what you got? I'm gonna daily daps the new season of Top Chef. It's, in, it's in Denver. Two seasons in. Uh, two episodes in. Yeah, I uh, saw the first episode. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I love Top Chef, yeah, man. It's good. It's so good. Obviously, Keeping it short. Obviously, you could tell people, uh, the people who have uh, significant others in this room. Uh, <laughs> wow, I feel like that's a shot. Watching Top Chef and whatnot. And, uh, Me great. and my wife watch it this weekend. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Nice. Wow. Wow. Wow! Did you guys watch Top Chef? What did you guys do? What did you guys do? No. Go to the cinema? I no. got mad at. I got mad about dumb football penalties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, did you watch Top Chef? Matt Harmon? Uh, my, representa- uh, my representative and I have no comment on yeah, your that's a, that's accusations. A no. I don't appreciate getting Now I feel under no, attack. No, I feel, I feel attacked. I 100% I, feel attacked. I didn't mean to stir up any drama. We know who have significant others. Yeah, that. yeah. So that's, that's fine. All right, we'll moving on. Uh, Matt Harmon, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Harmon? Look, I'll throw down with some chopped. I haven't ever gotten into Top Chef. <laughs> See, that's what, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. What are you trying to say? Like, I'm just saying, when you have a significant other, you watch shows like Chop or excuse me, Great uh, British Baking uh, Show. Great, Harman, you, great British Baking Show. You enjoy watching cooking videos, don't you? <laughs> I do enjoy watching cooking videos in my bed alone before. I <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find some common ground on here, my, Harmon. On my, on my phone. Give me an olive branch, jeez. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm gonna just gonna skip. All right, great. After that, after that unfair accusation. <laughs> you know, I'm very sensitive about my love life. It is true, though. By the way, it's just, yes. I'm just saying. But if you look at the numbers, it's if you so look far. At it, if you look at the numbers, it's a very serious. I love trend. that producer Chris also just chimed in. Was like, yeah, oh, yeah, that was amazing. It was okay. perfect. That was good. <laughs> it's just truth. It's, it's truth. truth. I saw it. Can't, I saw can't, t- can't disagree with the facts. <laughs> I saw Top Chef with the wife. It's true. 
Uh, okay, listen, uh, I will. I, I I did this on Thursday. I uh, talked about Macklemore's new album, Gemini, which is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, giving it another full round listen, uh, one of my favorite songs on there is Macklemore featuring Offset from the Migos. Uh, and their song, Willy Wonka. Now I am woke AF about <laughs> Willy Wonka. Okay. Because I used to think of Willy Wonka as just this, like, lovable, crazy character who just, you know, doled out candy. Nah, man, he's crazy. Now I realize that Willy Wonka is rich AF. I did not realize that he was, or I mean, I kind of sort of knew. He's built a factory. Doesn't he own a chocolate factory? Uh, he Not only does <laughs> he, he own a chocolate factory. Not uh. only does he own a chocolate factory. I mean, if you think about I've it. I've never seen Willy In Wonka. that universe, he basically owns the candy empire. Like, he owns all of the candy. Oh. You know what I mean? He makes bank on Halloween. He is then. a candy mogul. So part of the chorus here of Willy Wonka is Willy Wonka's got flavor, which he does. He's got so many flavors, he can't even release them all. Whoa. Willy Wonka had bad haters that he did as well. That's facts. Willy Wonka lives on acres. Fact. He lives on many acres. Willy Wonka got a lot of paper. Fact. <laughs> now I'm woke AF regarding Willy Wonka. I, I didn't realize that he was a there one are, percenter. There are dark undertones to that story, especially the original movie as well when oh, you watch it. That's what I'm saying. Like the town is kind of destitute, and here's this D-bag in his purple coat, like rolling himself out a red carpet. He's got to let na- some poor kids come in, exactly, and potentially he's- die in his factory. <laughs> <laughs> he's got magical creatures waiting on him, hand and foot. Controversial. This dude is rich AF, man. And so, therefore, Macklemore and the Migos, they want to wake up like Willy Wonka. Also. Whoa. On, on the topic real quick, the original Willy Wonka, greater than, greater than, greater than, greater than, greater than, greater than. Oh, I wasn't even talking than. about that No, one. I just wanted yeah, to throw that, that point in. I don't even know. The Tim Burton one. Cinema yeah, takes. I, the cinema. Uh, I don't even know. I didn't even watch the Tim Burton one. It's, I'm just talking about the one with. whatever. The one with Gene Wilder. The, the one with Gene Wilder and the one that everyone gifts. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there you go. Memes. 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 Meme it. Uh, producer Chris, what you got? Guys, I'm going to dap Kobe Bean Bryant. He's getting his jersey retired today. Oh, is it? Twenty Four at Staples Center. Both of them. Nice. Yeah, oh, both wow, of them, man. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I worked. Yeah. So I worked for Lakers for nine years, from 06 to fifteen. So it was the first year of him wearing number twenty four. Ah. And like when you're in the moment, you know you're witnessing greatness. But I think I look back now and it's just like he had four fifty point games in a row in two thousand seven. <laughs> Go, you know, three straight finals. It's right. brought a lot of joy to my sports career. I got two you. championships, and sure. I just want to dap the bean. Nice man. He, he was Boom. he was pretty good. He was pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good, good ball player. Pretty, 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 pretty good, good ball player. All right, so there you go. Wow, long episode today. Good lord. Well, we, we, you said we, you said twenty minutes in. I'm going to take us off the reservation. And again, we were long. <laughs> off. On the way up here, we were all like, we're out of takes. We have no takes we have left no, to give. We have no takes. And we just talk Boom, for an hour and a half. Yeah. Okay. Craft philosophy, catch rule rants. <laughs> oh my. So that's God. the show. So that's the show. Good luck. Cooking Matt- show relationship <laughs> takes. <laughs> Which is still very unfair. I, I'm trying to rebuild the franchise, okay? We're, we're working on it. We're working on it. Oh, man. For Matt Franchise, from producer Chris, Alex Gellhart, and Matt Harmon, I'm James Coe. We are out of here. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrict Apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.